one. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Steve Barber. I'm exhausted. <laughs> Joining me as my co-host is Dwaylon Davis. Are you exhausted? Uh, no, I took a nap earlier. <laughs> okay. It wasn't I, intentional. I, I just happened to fall asleep <laughs> in the chair. But um, Yeah, I just got home a little bit ago. Uh, worked for about 13 hours today. Um, yeah, I couldn't tell you how many hours I've worked in the past couple of weeks, but it's a lot. Yeah. And this is including at the office. This is including at home. Um, just because it's just that happens to be that time of the year when, you know, we're all doing, I'm not the only one. So I don't want to, you know, um, throw the pity party just for myself. I mean, it's everybody in my group, um, you know, including my boss. I mean, he, you know, he, uh, we've been having a almost like a contest to see you could beat each other to the office the past few days <laughs> um yesterday i thought i'd got there early or him because i got there at like 6 40 now he had been there since 6 20 um oh, wow but i beat him there this morning i got there at like 6 15 or 6 20 myself you know but i mean that's because on top of the stuff that we're doing that's special we still have our other daily stuff that also still has to be done and you know and of course my backup who would be doing it well he's got his own stuff he's got to do so it's right. not like you know he you know he can't we can't cover for each other right now so right it's not like you can pull him to help out or whatever right um you know so yeah like i said i mean and um i actually do have uh i have a good job i have a good boss i mean i like all the people i work with and, and so that's definitely a bonus um because if i didn't <laughs> you know i wouldn't be i wouldn't be working these hours yeah um you know, but, uh, but since I didn't get, you know, get, didn't get off in time, well, trying to think Monday, I said, okay, well, we can't record Monday because of me, yeah. you know, and then Tuesday it was like, okay, let's try to, uh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's almost like a repeat of us back in the fall when yeah. the same thing yeah. was going on. Yeah. Um, but we're here tonight. Yeah. And you know, and just to make it even better, I mean, if you if you want to have a great concert, you have Megadeth and Prince. Hey, I mean, come on, you know that's almost like um, a couple of years ago. I, I think this had to have been pre-COVID, um, but there was three artist groups, bands, whatever, that were putting on their farewell tours all in the same summer, and mm -hmm. I said, oh yeah, I'd go watch that if all three of them were together. You know, yeah, yeah. It was Elton John, Leonard Skinner, and Slayer. Yeah, I'd go watch that. Yeah, I'd watch that. Yeah, if they were all, if they were all, if they all, I mean, yeah. I'd watch them separate, but it wouldn't be as much fun if, if you know, yeah. as if they were all together because you would have, um, a pretty big cross section of a crowd because I don't mm -hmm. think, yeah, I don't think people realize, you know, the same some of the same people listen to Elton John would definitely listen to Skinner. People listen to Skinner, listen to Slayer, and you definitely have more of a crossover with slayer and elton john and what you know that's one of the things yeah. that yeah. I, I, i'd be one of the people that listens to all three so yeah, yeah i mean <laughs> uh, and it'd be a great show and then you know because some people listen to um well skinner are kind of like right in kind of in the middle but then again there are also some people well they're southern rock or country um, yeah i mean you know they they have a kind of a country vibe a little bit but yeah Oh, um, but, whew, and actually right now, you know, the last time that we recorded, it was right in the middle of Kentucky getting beat by St. Peter's. Yeah. yeah. 
And yeah, and then Murray ended up getting beat by them the next day. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, and you know, and I have not been able to keep up with any of it uh, today. I mean, uh, yeah, we're still a wrestling show, but I mean, um, but March Madness is still March Madness. Yeah. Uh, let me see. I mean, my bracket's pretty much done anyway. Uh, oh, Arkansas are, are not much, but are, they're five points ahead of Gonzaga right now. Um, Villanova's on top of Michigan. And then Duke and Texas Tech are later, and Houston, Arizona are later. So Carolina and UCLA must be tomorrow, and they are. Uh, all right. So, whoo. Um, so how bad's your bracket looking? Oh, mine was busted like the first day. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was done. So it's like, it's usually like that. It's usually like that every year. There's always that one upset that just destroys my bracket. So but that's okay. That, I like upsets. So, yeah. I mean, so especially, you know, when, when it's Kentucky getting upset. Yeah. Um, I saw somebody post something the other day and I'll have to verify this, but it's saying the, that, I guess Arkansas have actually won more playoff games or, you know, NCAA tournament games than Kentucky has really? um, since Calipari became head coach. Okay. Uh, and I, I got to think that. about it. I was like, you know what? It kind of makes sense because mm-hmm. a couple, couple years they didn't even make the tournament. And then there's been some years I got knocked out first round. Yeah. And, you know, so yeah, I can, uh, I can easily see that. But, um, Oh, and I got to, oh, you're picking Zagas, trailing Arkansas, one of crap, everybody. I'm picking, this would just be, you know, if Gonzaga got knocked out, yeah, that would be the the absolute end of my bracket because <laughs> three of my final four teams are already out, you know, so, and that was after the second done. I'm like, all right, there's, no, nah, I, I don't have a chance of winning. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, I've won brackets in the past, you know, so I can't complain too much. Um, because in 2010, um, before the final four even started, um, I'd already won my bracket at work. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, because you know, the guy who ran it, he gave it to me, you know, Monday morning handed me, you know, envelope full of cash. Like, here you go. And he go, I was like, what's this for? He's like, you won. I was like, already? I said, they hadn't even played the final four yet. He's like, I know. He said, <laughs> nobody can catch you because there was only out of like 10 of us who were playing, there was only two of us who, um, who picked West Virginia to beat Kentucky. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was Calipari's first year at Kentucky. Yeah. And that the girl who had actually, she was the other person who picked, uh, West Virginia. I was so far ahead of her. She couldn't catch me. He's like, you won. He's like, I was like, well, <laughs> how you like that? So it's like, okay. Yep. Oh, so, but Anyway, before we start in actual wrestling news, I'm going to give our contact and listing info. If you'd like to email us, it's armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. If you would like to find us on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast. You can also find us on Instagram, also at armchairbookingpodcast. Yeah. You can find us on Twitter at bookingarmchair. You can find us on TikTok at armchairbooking. And you can find us on just about any audio platform you can think of. If we're not on there, let us know. We'll get ourselves put on there. Uh, yeah, iHeartRadio. I don't know what to do about them, but I I don't either. I, um, I just I just tell everybody just get off of iHeartRadio. You know, not don't try to find a use iHeartRadio for like other stuff, and they're good for other things. I mean, I will say yeah. that, but podcasts are having issues. Uh, but 
and of course we're we are hosted by uh, Block Talk Radio, and you can find us on our merch store at tpublic.com slash user slash armchair dash booking dash podcast. And you can find all of our merch, including t-shirts, coffee mugs, notebooks, phone cases, masks, you know, even though their masks are going out of style now, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, they're pretty much done. Uh, but if you have to wear one, you might as well get one of ours. Yep. yep. And wow, uh, pillowcases, that's something I'm going to get myself a pillowcase of our, <laughs> our podcast. And one thing before we roll on, if anybody is interested in becoming a sponsor for our show, or if you know of anybody else who might be interested in becoming a sponsor for the show, please have them email us at the armchair booking podcast at gmail.com or hit myself or dwelling up on private message, you know, however you want mm-hmm. to do it, just, just have yep. them contact us and we will work something out. So I believe that's it. I believe so. Yeah. Wow. It's, and you know, and I'm running on an average of about two, three hours sleep for the past two weeks. So, <laughs> uh, I, I can't believe I had to rattle all that off, but, <laughs> Uh, in other news besides uh, March Madness, have you seen the Keith Lee memes that have been coming out? I have, and they've been hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and I've also seen his responses, which are equally hilarious. <laughs> I haven't but, seen that yet. Yeah, because people, people have been doing, like on Twitter, people have been like, Keith Lee's the type of, Keith Lee seems like the type of guy that, and then they'll yeah. rattle off a bunch of stuff. And he's responded. Other wrestlers have responded. Like uh, there was one, a fan put Keith Lee uh, seems like the type of guy that would uh, say like pondering instead of thinking and rub his chin <laughs> while he's thinking. And yeah. Shayna Baszler responded. She's like, uh, she's like, I can verify that he does this. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But you know what? I'm gonna look up some of the the Keith Lee. Um, is and how did that even start? I don't know. I just saw it. I I just saw a thread on Twitter one day, starting up, and I I don't know how it started, but I've been keeping up with it. Oh, okay. It says Keith AEW's Keith Lee is the centerpiece of a funny new meme. Um. Keith Lee is the type of guy who, uh, let's see, we appreciate you all. Uh, keep making each other laugh, have fun, and then get ready for AEW this week. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's actually from him. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, Keith Lee, the type of guy who floats two inches above the ground when he smells a freshly baked pie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I saw one. Keith Lee is the type of guy who would take the cart to the cart corral. Yeah, yeah, um, I saw that one. Yeah. Or Keith, Keith there's another one I saw that Keith Lee uh, seems like the type of guy that would uh, ask to speak to the manager just to tell the manager how good how good of a job the staff <laughs> is doing. Uh, yeah, you know, and he actually does seem like that. Yeah. Um, and just something like- something I did find out. Sorry about Keith Lee uh-huh. when he was in WWE. Uh, Vince McMahon told Keith Lee, told him to his face that he, uh, basically he was saying he was too intelligent for his own good. Like the, you know, the way he speaks and his, you know, his vocabulary and things like that. Vince was pretty much telling him that he's, he pretty much said like, uh, 
pretty much telling them to tone it down. It's like, oh, me big, me must talk like Mongo. Exactly, exactly. It's like, just because he's a big guy doesn't mean that he, you know, has to talk like he has, you know, no intelligence. You know what? Somebody ought to introduce him to Matt Mims. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Matt Mims, I mean, um, I mean, because I consider myself to have a pretty vast vocabulary. And yeah, yeah and me too, that, but he blows, he blows you know, me. Because after the first time the we water. interviewed him, you know, when we interviewed him the one time, I walked away like, I, I was like, dude, what did he say? <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, I was like looking up where I was like, okay, I might have to go look that up later on. And then come to find out that other people also refer to him as the walking thesaurus. Yeah. 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 Um, but then you see him, I mean, I mean, he's just all jacked up and, you know, you're just not, uh, you're expecting somebody jack- that jacked to be in the gym so much he doesn't have time to read yeah and but no matt milms apparently does read and he reads a lot you know yeah so. but vince yeah vince told oh. keith lee that he's that he speaks too intelligently for his own good it's like one you shouldn't say that to anybody but no, you two shouldn't. you can't you can't tell a black person that they speak too intelligently i'm sorry you just <laughs> Uh, you just can't do that. That's just not a good thing to do. Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, oh, and um, thankfully, you know, my kids have never, well, no, I take that back. My daughter had a moment that it was, it wasn't embarrassing. It was kind of funny, but almost embarrassing at the same time, because um, we were at some friends of ours houses in England. You know, and mm-hmm. there was a guy I was stationed with in Korea, you know, uh, black dude. Right. And we, when we were in Korea together, we said, because we, we knew we were both going to England, um, but we said, whoever gets there first is going to have the other one over for, um, for a barbecue. Right. You know, well, he happened to make it over the first because I ended up being diverted to a school for, you know, about five or six months. But we were at his house and, you know, well, my daughter was, uh, she was all of about four years old at the time. And she was like, every time she'd see something, she would count, you know, one, two, three, four, five of mm-hmm. that, whatever. Well, she was in her living room. She counts. She says one, two, three, four brown people. <laughs> and we're like, what? And I th- it took me a second to realize what she said. Cause she's talking about him and his wife and their yeah. sons. Yeah. And she's like, one, two, three, four brown people. And all of a sudden I was like, Oh my God. Does she, and he was laughing his, his rear end off because he yeah, thought it was hilarious. She was just, she was just, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, <clears throat> um, I mean, I'm pretty sure it could have been worse, you know, cause I've seen other people's kids, you know, actually say something and you know, they heard it probably from the parents yeah. because they're comfortable yeah. to say it around the parents, mm-hmm. you know, um, but she just saw what she brown people <laughs> and she was yeah, telling them right. I was like, <laughs> okay <laughs> but, um yeah he thought it was hilarious though so i'm like well god thank god for that because he was another yeah. dude. <laughs> you know you know great awesome guy and he and i used to um we used to hang out all the time in korea just because we were um well we were both very faithful to our wives and so that's why mm-hmm. he and i kind of hung out right um right no but anyway back to wrestling back to keith lee uh i'd i'd like to see keith lee do a lot more in AEW because we knew his potential in WWE, mm-hmm. yeah. but somebody, somebody was probably holding him back somehow. Um, I don't it's, think it was Vince like, necessarily, but I, I don't. I don't, I don't know. Don't, it was Vince. It was Vince's idea to repackage him as Bearcat Lee. 
Yeah, so, now yeah, that's just dumb. Yeah, and it's like it, it's like it is from the majority of the NXT call-ups pre NXT 2.0. It's right. like Triple H let these people do what put them on his radar in the first place. Mm-hmm. You come into NXT, I'm going to let you do what you know what you're good at. What you know, go out there and show what you can do get to the main roster and everything is so micromanaged that it's like instead of just letting people go out there and put on a good show they're just like they want to tweak and refine every little thing and it's like because they honestly believe that they're an entertainment company that just happens to wrestle instead of a pro wrestling company and like Differences like okay, when Jeff Hardy got to AEW, they were working out the match. They were working out a match with him, like uh, working on a match backstage. Him and a bunch of guys, and he's like, "Well, do the agents, you know, do the agents have everything that they need? You know, is that is everything cool with the agents?" And they're like, "I mean, the not the agents, the uh, the writers." And uh, he's like, and somebody told him dude, we don't have writers here. We, yeah. there's an out, there's basically an outline of how the match should go. And then y'all put the meat on the bone is how it was, yeah. how it was said. And yeah. that's how it should be. That's how wrestling, that's how wrestling started. That's how, you know, especially in, you know, in the eighties when we were watching as kids, mm-hmm. that's how it was. It's like just this over micromanaged thing is like, that's why they, people get so turned off a lot of times by WWE. It's like, like I watch as, as much wrestling as I can get my hands on all right. different companies. I would not call myself a WWE fan. I am a fan of a lot of the wrestlers that wrestle for WWE because right. the WWE product is just not as exciting as other wrestling companies oh, because if you have the same writers who are right you know writing the matches and you know for everybody mm-hmm. well we got to notice in a lot of the matches they look too similar yep a lot of the matches are are the same a lot of the promos are the same and it's like there's no there's nothing interesting there's no variation even the sets it's like, I wish they would go, especially on pay-per-view, I wish they would go back to the individual sets that they used to do for, for each particular pay-per-view. Right. And it's like, they, they only do that for like a couple of pay-per-views a year, really, that have a special type of set. And it's just things like that. I, I just feel like they need to freshen their product up some because it's like, it's gotten really stale. And mm-hmm. it's like, you look over at, AEW and even New Japan with all their travel issues and COVID restrictions and everything that they've had to put in place are still putting on a more exciting product, more interesting product. WWE hate women that are working their tails off over there and they get stuck with these, you know, crap storylines or they get no direction at all and I just, I wish they would do better. We know they're not going to yeah. because they're making money hand over fist. And that's, that's what they're worried about. 
Well, I think we know the reason why they've been hitting all these um, these record profit margins in the last couple of years is because right before the quarterly calls, they release a whole bunch of people. So they just yep. freed up salary. Uh-huh. Yep. And well, I mean, I think now they've kind of hit the point where the roster um, isn't big enough to maintain what they need to. And so now they're starting to have, okay, let's bring back stone cold. Well, for one thing, that's going to pop a rating. They know that yeah. bringing stone cold. Yeah. People will watch it just to see stone cold. Yeah. Even though I don't think he should wrestle for his own health. I mean, I mean, he I don't may... either. I don't think the KO show at WrestleMania, I think it's just going to be a brawl. I don't see it being yeah. a match because I mean, he hasn't wrestled in 19 years. He's got legitimate injuries, but, yeah. but it's like, it's just another one of those things. You gutted your roster, made record, record profits, but you released all of these talented people. Now it's like, like they have a women's tag team division that they have no legitimate tag teams for. Right. It's, it's all, I know it started out with Sasha and Bailey which are two singles wrestlers, but they are best friends in real life. So that mm-hmm. chemistry is there. But every other tag team, except for the Iconics, and they should have left the belts on the Iconics for a while and gave them a good run. They were a legitimate team. Every other team has been two singles wrestlers that they didn't have anything to do and threw them together. Sometimes that works. In the case of Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan, it's actually working. They mm-hmm. are actually a good team together. But then Shayna Baszler gets thrown together with Natalia for no reason at all, which, I mean, Rhea and Liv got thrown together the same way. It's like you would have had a good division, a, a, you know, a packed tag team division if you hadn't released all these people, just like there's women's division. Both of their women's divisions are too thin to yep. warrant a championship for each show because you don't have enough women to fill out your your roster because you released so many of them to make your record profits. Uh, there was one other, I don't know if you call them a team or faction, um, when you were mentioning people, the Riot Squad. Yes, the Riot they, Squad. They should have left the Riot Squad together. They, sh- they should have left them together. They they would have been great champion. They would have been great tag team champions. They could have mm-hmm. used the free bird rule. Yes. And you never and you never would have known which two were defending the title at any time. And things like that. But it's like they're like, well no, no. I don't I don't understand Ruby Rod's gimmick. It's not really a gimmick. That's her. That's her. It's just an amplified and... version of her. And but now it's like she's in an AEW and People are like, well, she hasn't been on TV much. She's got AEW gives them the freedom to work other places besides just mm-hmm. AEW. And I think a lot of the wrestlers love that option that they get to work other places because with WWE, you're tied there. And if they don't have anything to do with with you, then you're traveling just to sit and catering all night. Yep. You know. And it's like, I would rather, if I was a wrestler, I'd rather work for somewhere like AEW or Impact or, you know, other places where, okay, we're not using you, you know, we don't have a story for you on TV right now, but you're allowed to work other places and do, you know, and do other things. Yep. And, you know, just to give you kind of an example, there's been a couple of uh, Impact wrestlers come wrestle 
a, a show at a part of the NWF shows. Yep. Um, um, what was it? Um, well, Larry D Larry D just left impact, but yep. Larry D did it a few times. Yeah. Uh, Ace Austin, Ace Austin. Yeah. That was another yep. one. I was trying to remember his name. Um, <clears throat> and at the thing I went to in Chillicothe, Ohio, uh, last weekend, or whenever, wherever it was that I went, I'm dude, I'm so tired. I don't even, <laughs> it's been so long. It's like, I don't, it's like, I don't know where I am. I, I, I don't even know where I am. Um, half the time, but, um, but there they had, um, Billy Gunn and actually his two kids, you know, his two boys, mm-hmm. they were also there. Yep. Uh, the gun now, club. yep. The gun club. Now they didn't wrestle there, but they went down to Lexington Mm-hmm. And it was either that night or the next night. It was probably the next night because that's a little be that'd been a little far to to travel to try to make it to. A, um, well, actually, let me think. Because they left, they left Chillicothe around four o'clock, and it would have taken them about an. Uh, they could have made it to Lexington in probably about three hours. Uh, that might have been enough time to make it for a match, but I do know they wrestled in Lexington. Right. Um, because they did maybe the next day, but they because they won um, like some tag titles down there, mm-hmm. and uh, but then some of the other um, some of the other wrestlers uh, like Amber Nova, she was actually supposed to be at the the card in Chillicothe because she was supposed to wrestle Big Mama, right? And well, Amber Nova, uh, she, there was some kind of travel uh, issue when she couldn't make it. You know, mm-hmm. so Big Mama wrestled Riley Matthews, you know, so, who's also part of the NWF. And, yep. um, but I mean, that is cool because uh, Big Mama, especially, but there's some rest, a lot of the female wrestlers at the NWF are starting to branch out and they're allowed to travel to other places, you know, to kind of get their name out there. And, you know, Roger, I mean, Roger Ruffin, he encourages it. Right. You know, and I mean, he, cause he wants to build, I mean, he knows you can't, you can't grow if you're standing still. He knows they, exactly. You know, exactly. So, um, but WWE, the way they do it, I mean, they just stif- stifle everybody and you're going to wrestle yeah. our way. And well, yep. I don't, I don't understand stand her gimmick. Well, guess what? Dwaylon and I understand it. Yeah. And, you know, and like Shayna Baszler, she should have been, a, she should have been the women's world champion by now, either yeah. on SmackDown or on raw. Really? She should have beat Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. Yeah. And, you know, been the women's champion, especially if Becky was going to take off the next month, you know, mm-hmm. because she was, she found out she was pregnant Yep. by all means, you know, take off, take your time. But they had a program, you know, they, they built Shayna Baszler up as this killer, which she is, but then had her get beat by Becky at WrestleMania. They should have had her win the women's title and go on from there. But like you said, they just stifle everything. Uh, speaking of people that are getting to work other places that work for AEW, uh, like Ring of Honor, Super Card of Honor is going to be uh, next Friday during WrestleMania weekend. Um, Tony Khan has gone on record and saying that he would ne- he never he he never plans to do an actual AEW show on WrestleMania weekend, like unless it's you know. Of course, Rampage comes on Friday, but he doesn't right. plan to do like Saturday or Sunday, do some big kind of special show on WrestleMania weekend. Um, but, you know, he does own Ring of Honor now. They are going through with Supercard of Honor because it was already scheduled for then. Because I think uh, if it hadn't have already been scheduled for April for April 1st, I think he would have had it 
some other time besides WrestleMania weekend. But that card is already looking really good. You've got the Briscoes defending the Ring of Honor tag team titles against uh, FTR, which is a match that's been in the making since uh, Final Battle in December when the, when FTR jumped the Briscoes, showed up at Final Battle and was fighting with the Briscoes. Uh, the reason it's taken so long, I found out the uh, Tony Khan wanted to sign the Briscoes and get them into AEW and have them feud with FTR. But there were some there were some homophobic tweets that Jay Briscoe put out years ago, which he's already apologized for. I mean, I think it was back in like 2013 when these when he did these tweets. But Warner Media Group, who you know owns TNT and TBS uh, didn't did not want them on you know on their television shows right so there wasn't a, you know AEW's hands were tied so this took a little while longer um, as far as that goes you know my wife and I've talked about this we've talked about our kids about this and it's like you know homophobia is, is similar to racism it's like there is ignorant misinformed and then there's excuse me oh sorry i say you've been, you've been picking at your nose now for a little bit i was like i know dude just I sneeze was, <laughs> i knew it was coming and i was trying not to <laughs> once i start sneezing it doesn't stop but uh there is there's misinformed you know homophobia just like there's misinformed racism but then there's hateful homophobia and hateful racism. And I feel like that Jay Briscoe's tweets were just ignorant and misinformed because he has apologized for that. He seems to like where he's learned, you know, from his mistake, which is that that's all you can ask for a person is to learn from your mistake. Right. Now, if you keep making the same mistakes, then you're you ain't learning. There's a, a there's a pat there's a pattern here. Exactly. You know, so but but I think he's learned from his mistakes and hopefully Warner Media Group will realize that and let AEW sign the Briscoes, which if they stay with Ring of Honor, they kind of get their way anyway because Tony Khan owns, <laughs> owns Ring of owns both. But you get FTR who work for AEW, challenging for the Ring of Honor tag titles. Uh you get um Isaiah, you get uh Isaiah Swerve Scott. Which actually Shane Swerve Strickland is his name now because that's what he was before WWE. He's going to be um, on the ROH show. He's wrestling Alex Zane. I'm not familiar with Alex Zane. I'll have to look up some of his uh, stuff. Jay Lethal, who is signed with Ring of Honor, is wrestling Lee Moriarty, who has worked uh, for AEW and Ring of Honor in the past. So it's that type of thing. It's like these wrestlers are getting the freedom to work other places so that they can have other matches that they may not have. You know, you get stuck with one company, you're you're going to get the same match over and over. Like yes. like we're getting like we're getting with Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. This will be the third time that they have wrestled at WrestleMania, and I'm sorry, but this ain't Rock and Austin. This is All not right. you know. Yeah, you know, uh, Rock and Austin was a once in a life trilogy between two amazing performers. 
Not to say that Lesnar and Roman aren't amazing performers, but WWE seems like they're trying to replicate Rock and Austin with Brock and Roman, and it, that's never going to happen. You only get that kind of chemistry and lightning in a bottle like one time. Breaking news. My bracket is officially screwed. What happened? All my Final Four teams are now out. Oh, wow. Yeah. Arkansas beat Gonzaga. <laughs> I'm done. Well. Just... <laughs> oh, whatever. Anyway, uh, back to the real wrestling news. <laughs> I, think, I think another major difference between Rock Austin and Brock Roman is people actually wanted to see Rock and Austin. Yes. <laughs> I mean, now you will have some people who do want to see Brock and Roman. I'm not and, saying anybody does, but and the thing is, the matches kept getting better. Yeah. Like you had WrestleMania 15, WrestleMania 17, and WrestleMania 19. They wrestled each other every other year, every you know, every other WrestleMania, and it was like it just got better and better. And it, it you know, the stakes were different with each one. Like you know, Austin was in you know the peak of his his run. Mm-hmm. At 15, he beats The Rock for the title. You know, at 17, simplest story ever and made one of the best WrestleMania main events ever. The Rock had the title. And Austin wanted it. So Austin did did everything he did, whatever he had to do to, to get it. That It's the oldest wrestling story in the book. Yeah. You have something, I want it. I'm going to take it from you if I can. That match was fantastic. And then the WrestleMania 19 match, nobody knew that that was Austin's last match. And looking back on it now, it puts even higher stakes on between it being Austin's final match, Austin being in the hospital because he had an anxiety attack. he almost didn't make it, yeah. Yeah, because he had an anxiety attack the night before and was hospitalized. And then just the wear and tear on his body, because you could tell during that match, sometimes when he'd take a move, you could tell that he was in a whole lot of pain. And mm-hmm. my hat's off to him for going through the match and, you know, putting the rock over. And, but it's that type of thing, like with, with Reigns and with Reigns and Lesnar, being WrestleMania, playing on the match. And I think that the staff can end and you're making it a triple threat. The hey, next hey, dude, you're, you're breaking up pretty bad right now. Am I breaking up? Okay. Yeah. Let me switch something real quick. All right. Give me just a second. And in the meantime, while we're waiting, if you would like to go to tpublic.com slash user slash armchair dash booking dash podcast, you can check out our merchandise. So what's it doing? Uh, I'm switching to my other internet. I think, uh, I think Caden's online, so. Yep. Okay. You good? All right. Cool. Yep. yep. I'm good. Yeah. Uh, Cause that's one of the things I had to go through the house. 
which one are you on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who's online? Who's who's you know? Are you streaming? You yeah. know, are you two G or five G? I meant to I meant to switch it before we started, and I forgot. Um, anyway, um, but uh, you're saying about, about Seth, you know, joining, making it the triple threat. Yeah, that's what saved that match because the fans were already turning on that match because I mean they, the it had already been kind of telegraphed that Reigns was going to win, and then so the fans were turning on that. Seth comes in, cashes in, kind of saves the match. Their second match was just long and drawn out and boring. And then the wrong person won because Lesnar retained. So this one, I don't know how well it's going to be received. I mean, people love Roman. I mean, I I watched his promo on SmackDown uh, this past Friday. And, I mean, he is... This is the response that WWE has been wanting for Roman since the Shield. That fans are loving this yeah. Roman Reigns, and it's like that's what you should have done three years ago when everybody was like, "Turn him heel." Everybody's booing him out of the building. He's, they should have just let him embrace it. But he's gotten over. Everybody's loving Roman. People are liking this, you know, this version of Brock which I'll give him credit. He looks like he's having fun with it. And I think that's, but, that is the difference. I mean, he's, yeah, yeah. He's having fun. And I give, I mean, I'll give him credit for that. Yeah. But I just don't know how well, how good the match is going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, he can have all the fun he wants to, he only has three moves and. I and mean, that's a sad thing. He has an arsenal of moves. The dude yeah. is more than capable of giving you a five-star match. Anytime he steps in the ring. But he's got to be motivated to do it. And it's like, dude, you're getting paid millions of dollars. You know, highest paid wrestler in the company for less than part-time work. You mm-hmm. should be going out there, knocking it out of the park every single time. Not yep. going out there and hit, doing your greatest hits. Yeah. And because like somebody had, somebody said on Twitter, I saw earlier today that I think it was Andy Murray from what culture they said see he said CM Punk could have come in after being gone seven years and during his matches he could have just done went through the greatest hits and people would have been happy with that but he's going out there putting on great matches every time he gets in the ring and not just relying on his signature moves but he's doing other things in the in his matches callbacks to stuff that he did in Ring of Honor and things like that and it's like with lesnar it's like you have all this talent and all this capability and you're more than content to hit 15 germans and a and a few f5s and call that a match yeah it's like all right that's enough uh you know <clears throat> have you been six of them so yeah all right let's just go ahead and pin him yeah let's wrap it up yeah yeah i got a plane to catch <clears throat> or let me wait around all match in the like i did in the chamber and then and two and a half minutes destroy the whole field yeah and win the title yeah um tell you what because this is the main event if they if they had like a two minute squash match i think the people actually probably would riot oh yeah oh yeah yeah um and and i'm looking over the rest of the the wrestlemania card and you know we're talking about how they they ran their roster thin and then they didn't did they not take injuries 
into consideration because they're in an industry Mm -mm. where injuries are very, very common. Nope. They did not like right now, like, of course, storyline wise, Seth Rollins doesn't have a match. According to Dave Meltzer, the going plan for Seth Rollins is to wrestle Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. There's what they're wanting to do is try to replicate then this is according to Dave Meltzer, so you have to take it with a grain of salt. Right. But most of the time, he's not wrong. So um, they want to try to replicate that that reaction that they got when the Hardys came out as a surprise several years ago. The Hardys was a surprise, though. Nobody knew they were going. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. The Hardys, the Hardys was an absolute surprise because they had just wrestled the Young Bucks in Ring of Honor in a ladder match the night before right nobody had any idea nobody ever thought that they would show up in wwe the next night you know at wrestlemania but uh yeah they want to get that kind of thing but here's the thing it's like you've gone you've you've dropped all these hints on tv about cody rhodes then seth has no match and seth is one of your biggest stars and Seth has no match booked on WrestleMania. Don't you think people can put two to two together and be like, oh, well, they're going to bring Cody out on WrestleMania and have him wrestle uh, Seth? Because also, uh, according to Dave Meltzer, the plan is whoever wins between Seth and Cody at WrestleMania gets the um, gets the next world title match at WrestleMania Backlash, which I hate that name. I wish they'd just left it yeah. as Backlash. Um, but that, according to Dave Meltzer, that's the plan. Cody comes out as a surprise at WrestleMania, even though everybody by now knows that he signed and that that's where he's going. But that's the plan. If he comes out of Stardust, you know, uh, you may go, Cody, maybe you shouldn't have gone, you know. Um... I'm hoping. I think Cody's <laughs> a smart enough businessman. I think it's probably Cody was, I'm just speculating, but Cody was probably like, no, I'm a much bigger star mm-hmm. than I was when, it, when I left. So <laughs> there will be no stardust. <laughs> You're not doing all that. Or I'll just go back to AEW. Because you know oh. at any time, if he ever wants to come oh. back, Tony Khan's already said, you know, door's always open if he wants to come back. So, Speaking of Cody Rhodes, I heard something very interesting about him uh, today. I listened to Chris Jericho's latest podcast, and he was interviewing a guy. He, um, he actually helps with, like, the trademarks and the, mm-hmm. uh, the copyrights, things like that for a lot of wrestlers. And remember when, when AEW first started – and then Cody was there and WWE said he could not use the name Cody Rhodes yep. because, you know, they own the rights to Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Um, and so at first to get around it and, um, they were introducing him and Brandy as Cody and Brandy Rhodes. Yeah. You know, yep. um, mm-hmm. But he was trying to say, look, I was using the name Cody Rhodes before I was in the WWE. And that's mm-hmm. the thing. He had to prove it, you know, but he couldn't find any proof of it um, until finally somebody sent this lawyer um, something. And they didn't even know about 
all this stuff going on. He's like, hey, this is kind of interesting. I'll check this out. You remember Dusty Rhodes there for a little bit started a company called Turnbuckle Professional Wrestling or? Yes. Yeah. Um, well, um, or Turnbuckle Championship, whatever it was. Um, is that in Florida? Well, Cody was actually on one of the cards and he, and he was actually called um, Stardust Cody Rhodes. Okay. And it was proof. I mean, this thing, this obscure thing, and because he told him, he's like, send that to me right now, overnight it, I will pay you back. I, you know, he's like, what? He's like, you need to send it to me right now. Yeah. He said, because they scoured the internet looking for something. Um, even, even, um, I apparently when Cody, when he was in his senior high school, uh, and he wrestled in high school, um, before like one of his like Greco Roman type matches, you know, we had mm -hmm. for, his, for his high school, he actually, instead of, uh, using Cody Runnels, he actually did use the name Cody Rhodes, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, but. But this other thing for turnbuckle championship wrestling, that was the proof. And after that, all of a sudden he can use Cody Rhodes again. Yep. Because they um, didn't have it because WWE no longer had any claim to it. Cause, yep. and that's, that's the thing too. It's like, well, Keith Lee ran into that issue too, because he was trade. He was in the process of trademarking his name. That is his legitimate real name is right. Keith Lee. Well, WWE was trying to trademark his name can't do it and and he's like no not i mean and it's like they should have learned not unless the wrestler gives you permission why do you think so many people change their name mm -hmm. to something else with wwe it's like so you can't own it i mean brian danielson the perfect example that's why he was daniel Bryan. it's just you know variation on his own name but it's like i don't want you owning this and but you got other guys who are like like CM Punk, he he owned that way before he ever came to WWE. Yep. He had already had that trademark. Uh, Bret Hart trademarked his own name, so WWE couldn't, you know. And so that's WWE thing. or WCW couldn't, you know, keep it. And you know that was one of the things that lawyer was talking about. Um, he said they actually cannot trademark somebody's actual real name, even though they mm -hmm. have tried. Yep. Uh, he said a judge would throw that out in a heartbeat. Well, yeah um you know for good reason but you know i can't blame brad hart for uh doing that no, because i don't either yeah um but one of the things that wwe has done is when when you have a trademark for something or the licensing for something you only have it for whatever country or countries you put that mm -hmm. license in for yep and that's why um like chris jericho because yeah, his real name is chris irvine right um but he cannot use the name Chris Jericho and oh, he named the country because WWE, what they'll do is when they get the license for something, they have their lawyers and, you know, they got that kind of money where they can have lawyers all over the world. They'll go and they'll, they'll set up these licensing rights in like every country in the world, you know, um, unless somebody's kind of beat them to it. Yeah. Um, and so Chris Jericho, he said when he, it, he, he told me the country and I don't, and I, or not me, he told the audience, you know, the yeah. country, uh, well, I'm part of that. So whatever, uh, but yeah. he, he said the name of the country and I cannot for the life of me remember what it was now, but I thought it was actually just, you know, kind of funny. Um, but yeah, uh, that's another, you know, if you, if you get a chance to listen now, cause Jericho, I mean, when his podcasts aren't all wrestling. Mm -hmm. you know so some of the ones that aren't wrestling i actually listen to them more than i do the wrestling ones 
you know so yeah um, it's like i just that that's another one of those that that micromanage and it's like it's like we're going to sign this wrestler we're going to change everything about them that made us want to sign him in the first place we're going to give him sometimes a ridiculous name and then you know we're just going to smother them and it's like yeah you're you're in our little universe now and nothing else exists outside of that and it's like come on wrestling fans are not dumb no it's like we know where these people came from we know the other places that they wrestled Mm -hmm. and it's like it just makes you look bad by not acknowledging that there are other wrestling companies out there it's like why is dusty Rhodes wearing polka dots yeah yeah i mean uh what are some of the other ones from back in the day that i'm like why did they have dusty i mean they took dusty's common man gimmick and then tried to turn it around to where they were making fun of him they had him cleaning toilets and delivering pizzas and all this stuff and what they didn't realize is Dusty was going to get get all of that over in spite of them. Dusty yeah. got the polka Dusty got the polka dots over. Yeah, and it it kind of shows. I mean, we 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 definitely talk about it now, but how just absolutely petty Vince McMahon can be. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to say that he hasn't been a genius when it comes to business because I mean, you know. He's been, okay, I will give him all the credit in the world. He has been a genius. He is a genius businessman. He is the the greatest promoter in the history of professional wrestling. Mm -hmm. But as far as this creative genius that they try to make him out to be, he is not. Because all of his major ideas were somebody else's. Yep. And down to the (laughs) talent, down to the talent, like. Hogan was doing the real American thing in AEW. I mean, not AEW, sorry, AWA. He was doing the real American thing there, mm-hmm. you know, before he ever got to WWE and, you know, Hulkamania was born and all that. And it's like, it's kind of like with Eric Bischoff, you know, the NWA, the NWA was the hottest thing in pro wrestling, but it wasn't Eric Bischoff's idea. No, it was what, New Japan? New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. It was that that same uh hostile takeover concept that they New Japan had already done it. Eric Bischoff, you know, got wind of it and saw how they did it and was like, oh well, that'll work great over here. And it's like you can't you can't call yourself a creative genius when you're stealing other people's ideas. Right. Well, Eric Bischoff, he's never um, well, he's never he's never done that. Yeah, he's always given credit. He said, "Hey, I saw yeah. how they were doing it there, and I thought it would work here. I just had yeah. to have the right people." Yeah, but Vince is just like all all things WWE was my brainchild, and you know nobody else's. And it's like, dude, you raided talent and stole other people's ideas and built an mm-hmm. empire on it. And if you've noticed, and um, just not thought about this they've kind of definitely started going downhill since Pat Patterson passed away. Yep. Especially, especially on the creative end. Yeah. They've really started. You can even tell the way the Royal Rumbles are laid out and, you know, the way the Royal Rumbles 
have been the past couple of years without Pat Patterson. It's just, they just don't have that same excitement level, you know. Now Pat Patterson was a genius. Yeah, and this past Royal Rumble was just an absolute dumpster fire. Oh yeah, and, yeah, <laughs> and that, it, it is absolutely up there with one of the worst Rumbles I've ever seen. Yeah, I'd have to. I'd have to really look at all of them to figure out if I thought one was worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because 95 was not good. No, 95 um, was not good. 99 was not good. The one Vince, the one Vince McMahon. Oh was on. yeah. That, that one, that one had a couple of moments, but for the most part, yeah, it was, well, it was totally like you book, you book Austin and McMahon one and two, and then, you knew it was going to be Austin McMahon at the end. So it, it just made the whole thing, you know, you know, it made the rest of the rumble inconsequential because we all knew if they were going to start it with Austin McMahon, they were going to end it with Austin McMahon. Yeah. So it's like, what was even the point? They should have just had Austin McMahon in the match and not booked it around, the, you know, booked it in the rumble. Yeah, because that was the rumble where most of the action was taking place like, not backstage. in the ring, yeah, yeah, backstage then, in the women's bathroom, and yeah, and then Austin gets beat up by the uh corporation, so he's gone for over half the match. Then he comes back and then eliminates some people. Him and Vince get into it, you know, yada yada yada. And it's like, yeah, that that is definitely, I, I, I can't. This year's Rumble is right there with 99 for me for like worst Rumble ever. Because yeah, 90, yeah. 95 was not good because the roster was thin and they each entrant was a minute apart. Yeah. But it did give us, you know, Shawn Michaels winning the Rumble and give us yeah. the, the one yeah. foot on the ground. And, yeah, the skin the cat thing. And yeah. How they really, us, they really push the – both feet have to touch the ground. Yep, yep. yep. And so we at least we got that with Austin with with Rumble '99. It was just Vince McMahon wins the Rumble next night on Raw. Commissioner Michaels, because uh, actually, because no, Vince gave up his spot the next night on Raw. Vince right. gave up his opportunity the world title shot to wrestle for the world title. So it was like, what's the point of having Vince win the Rumble if he's just going to give it? If they're just going to give up the title shot the next night? That's that's a lot of my problem with the attitude error. Going back and looking at it, a lot of people are look at the attitude error very fondly during that time. I am not one of those. I'm not the, one of them either. <laughs> the, the older I get, it's like that is like a time capsule for that particular period in time, but it does not. A lot of that has not aged well. No, it hasn't at all. At all, and I mean there are there are a few matches that I'll still go back and watch, but a lot of that attitude era stuff is just, it's, it was just car crash TV. It was just car mm-hmm. crash TV and sex. And for the demographic they were going for, you know, they hit, they checked every box, but as an almost 50 year old man, it's like with kids, with kids, it's like, yeah, eh, I'm not really, that doesn't interest me like it interests me when I was in my twenties. You right. know, you know. Was... If your main target demographic is the sophomore frat boys, exactly, it, yeah. that's not sustainable. I, I mean, mean, you got 
you got to think when the Attitude Era was at its peak, which was like 98, 99, like, you know, that was, you know, you know, over 25 years ago. Yeah. You know, we were, you know, we were early 20s. That stuff was, a lot of that stuff was funny and interesting or whatever when you're in your early 20s. But when you're in your late 40s, it's like, why did I even like this? Right. And some of the other stuff they were pushing, um, somebody whom I used to work with, and this was in Maryland, you know, who used to be all about, yeah, he actually said it, you know, the HLA, like the what? Yeah. 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 And I was like, but yeah. And I had to tell him, I was like, that's not why I watch wrestling. Yeah. You know, and if you're, if that's what you're watching it for, well, I mean, good luck well, to you when you're trying to watch it. It, 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 no, I just, I just couldn't, well, just couldn't get into it. And that's, that's the difference too. I'm glad you brought that up. Cause it's like, you know, during the attitude, even after the attitude era, even into the early two thousands, when they were doing the HLA stuff, it's like, this is not something I want to want to sit down and watch with my daughters. Right. But I was more than happy to sit down when they did the all women's pay-per-view but when they did the evolution pay-per-view, I was, I was proud to be able to sit down with my daughters and watch that and that they could see, you know, this is what women's wrestling is all about. This is women going out there, you know, on the same level as men having as good, if not better matches Mm -hmm. than their male counterparts. That's what women's wrestling is. It's not, the you know the over sexualized stuff and bathroom breaks and all that stuff that they try to make women's wrestling out to be especially during the attitude era and you know people are going to ask well why is it sable in the hall of fame okay what did she do (laughs) yeah i mean she came out there she wore handprints as a bikini yeah she wore handprints as a bikini she she could not wrestle she never got good in the ring. Of course, that wasn't what that wasn't what they were pushing for anyway. No, it wasn't. Uh, oh. But it's like she didn't do anything to deserve the Hall of Fame. And you know, she was the first female wrestler to pose in Playboy. Ooh, accomplishment. That's that's a pop culture accomplishment. Yeah, that's not a professional wrestling accomplishment. No, not at all. I mean, in fact, it kind of to me, it actually took women's wrestling down you know, um, a few pegs, not just, you know, a peg, a few pegs, because now they were expecting every woman to do that. And, and for a while they did, they had that. It was yeah. like, it was like every year, a different, different female wrestler. It's like, like you said, it's like somebody was expected to pose in Playboy each year because yeah. Sable had set the precedent. And um, this, this is what a female wrestler is supposed to do. And I have like, if a woman wants to pose in Playboy, I have no issue with that. That's her business. I just feel like by Sable posing, like you said, it put that put that pressure on every other woman to be like, yep. well, that's what I'm going to have to do in order to get over. Yep. And Sable, she posed, then she posed again, and then she sued him for sexual harassment, and then she posed again. It's like, okay, you need to make up your mind here. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, she posed. Uh, yeah, she posed. She had two magazines on her own. And then she had a third one with the, when her and Tori Wilson did the yeah. Tori Wilson was another one. Then yeah, um, 
and the last one I could think of was uh, China. Uh, um, and I know, and I think I know that some other was after that, but the one I remember the um, was China. Yeah, uh, there was um, there was another. Uh, who was it? Um, Maria Maria Canellas pose. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about her. Maria Canellas pose. Um, there was another one. She um, sadly she ended up committing suicide a few years ago. Uh, uh, and Nicole Bass. Ashley, no, Ashley. Oh yes, I remember. I don't remember the last name, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. But she she posed. Maria posed. China had two. Sable had three because the third I, one was with Tori Wilson. China had two, really. Yeah, China had two. Uh, and then I can't remember if there was anybody else. And then all of a sudden they're like, "Oh well, we don't need to be doing this anymore." And just wwe at its finest i guess yeah and uh, i have to say this about the when china mm -hmm. it's the only time that my wife has ever actually told me to buy the magazine because, oh really yeah because it was china i mean yeah you know yeah. um but uh who, i'll be yeah who, but i'm who absolutely deserves to be in the hall of fame oh yeah by herself i mean i know she yes. went in with dx but she absolutely deserves a solo induction. And they're like, well, you know, she did, you know, you know, she did adult entertainment. Uh, Hulk Hogan's in the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, unbeknownst to him, he had an adult film out there and uh, on, for all accounts is a complete racist and it's okay that he's yeah. in the Hall of Fame. So could China get her induction, please? Because, I mean, you look at the Hall of Fame class this year, and, I mean, they're grasping at straws. I mean, Charmel is getting put in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Undertaker's not grasping. No, Undertaker's Van not Vader's grasping. Vader's not grasping. Vader's not grasping. Okay. Charmel? Charmel has done absolutely nothing, has contributed nothing to the professional wrestling world. No disrespect, Booker T. I know that's your wife. But Charmel has done nothing in the wrestling world. She except having a terrible match in TNA. That mm. and that's all she's done. I mean, let's see. I could think of another person off the top of my head who actually headlined a WrestleMania. It is not in there, and that's Bam Bam Bigelow. Mm -hmm. Bam Bam's not in. Sid Vicious is not in, and Sid Vicious should be in. Sid Vicious should be in. I mean, he's a two-time WWE champion, two-time WCW champion. I mean... Headline two he WrestleManias. Headline two WrestleManias. Headline with Hulk Hogan and The Undertaker. Why is Sid not, why is Sid not in the Hall of Fame? Oh. Yeah, but Bam Bam absolutely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. One, uh, of the best, one of the best big men ever. Oh, absolutely. You know carried Lawrence Taylor to a more than passable wrestling match. Mm -hmm. And it's like, blew Lawrence Taylor up. Yeah. And Lawrence Taylor, it's not like he was not in shape. No, it wasn't like his, this is some scrub that Bam Bam was, you know, was wrestling. This is, this was LT, you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah, and he blew him up. LT from University of North Carolina. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and let's see, Ivan Koloff, former WWF champion. Mm -hmm. 
and multiple titles beyond that. I mean, he was um, a guy who had who pretty much made, you yeah. know, if you were associated with Ivan, you know, you yeah. were made. Yeah. Um, um, know, who were some other ones? I mean, we can think. The Midnight Express aren't in and should be. It should be. Corn, I mean, Cornette's not in. Cornette's not and in. Should be. Now, and I think part of the reason, because I have a feeling that they don't want to have the risk of Cornette having an open mic <laughs> because. Well, I mean, he but, inducted the Rock and Roll Express. Yeah, and, and he behaved, so. Yeah, and my that's my thing. Okay. If you're going to go with people who've never wrestled for the company, the Rock and Roll Express were in WWE for about this long during that failed NWA invasion thing they did in uh -huh. like late 98. But they never actually worked that, you know, that was just a working relationship between, you know, Jim Cornette and the WWE. They never actually worked for WWE. So why is the Midnight Express not in there? If they're going to pick, I mean, Abdullah the Butcher's in their Hall of Fame, and he's never worked a second in WWE. I know, and that was, uh, yeah, I mean, and, and nothing against Abdullah the Butcher. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, he is a legend. Yeah. But he was never in WWE. Yeah. Here's another one. Why is Bruiser Brody not in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. If you're going to put Abdullah, put Bruiser. Exactly. Yeah, because, and I always associate them two together anyway. Yeah, me too. You know, I mean, can't help it. I mean, um. Well, Carlos Colon is in there, and Carlos Colon, as far as I know, only had one WWE match. Now I could be wrong about that. I mean, I haven't gone back in history, but he's on. He was in the Royal Rumble in '95 or '96. I think it was '95. I, I think it was '95. Yeah, because Gorilla Monsoon referred to him as a youngster. <laughs> yeah, I remember that, and it's like, um, like huh? okay, it's like okay, he's probably younger than you, but he's not a <laughs> youngster. Yeah. Um, I was like, man, look at it. I mean, the dude's forehead. I mean, you can tell he's bladed you know, quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's several people that are not in the Hall of Fame that should have been, and there's several people that are in that Hall of Fame. They should one. Be. The the whole celebrity wing thing. Other than Mr. T, Mr. T, here's the thing. Why is Cindy Lauper not in the celebrity? And Wayne. she is a celebrity who would, she yes. elevated wrestling. She was, she uh, gave it great publicity. She is involved. Well, yeah. I mean, without her, there was no rock and wrestling connection. Exactly. You know, but they've still never given her her due as far as that goes. And I just, I don't get, I know it's, I know they're at the whim of a madman. So I get, I kind of get that. It's down to who Vince McMahon deems worthy, but it's like if you can't pick and choose who you deem worthy to be in the Hall of Fame, but then want people to still respect it as a legitimate Hall of Fame. Right. Um, tag team, British Bulldogs. Yes, British Bulldogs are not in. Um, let's see, who else? Um, See, the road warriors are in demolition demolition aren't in he's not going to let demolition in because that lawsuit that lawsuit about concussion yeah that's why they had he that's why he had the new day break the the record so demolition couldn't hold it anymore 
I still think they need to break the honky tonk man's record, but that's you know I, I don't understand how the why that record's still standing. I mean, you've strapped the Miz with the Intercontinental title like I think seven or eight times. I think it's I think he's he has the record for the most cumulative days. Yeah, but I think he's he has the most I think he only needs like one more reign to tie Chris Jericho for most. Chris Jericho is nine. And I think the Miz is at eight. But it's like, can we just have okay, Ricochet's the Intercontinental Champion. Can we just have Ricochet beat break the honky tonk man's record? Please. We can get, so we can get rid of that. <laughs> because it's like Ricochet, honky tonk man. <laughs> um Rick the Rude. talent speaks for itself. Yeah. Rick Rick Rude, there's another one. Why is Rick Rude's not in the Hall of Fame? Why is think, Rick Rude not in the Hall of Fame? I don't think he is. Now, some of it, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes because if the person's not alive, they do ask their family. You know, they have to. They say, you know, we want to induct the person to the Hall of Fame, and they may say no. Uh, Owen Hart will probably never go in the Hall of Fame because Martha Hart has said absolutely not. Yeah. You know, and I can't falter for that. I um, can't I mean, falter for that either. I, I, mean, I, I do. I have a lot of respect for, a, uh, for uh, AEW. For doing well, what they're doing for the Owen Hart Foundation and things of that nature, but yeah, I don't ever see. Sadly, I don't ever see Owen going into the Hall of Fame no. because Mark is not going to allow yeah. it. Um, you know, and I understand her point. I mean, I could see you know either way. Yeah, you know. Um, but anyway, so not that this is a slow week in wrestling. It's just I'm very, very just extremely <laughs> busy, but. Someone texted me today and they wanted us, they're like, Hey, we miss hearing your show. Right. You know, so I was I was bound and determined, you know, and I left work pretty late tonight. And mm -hmm. you know, after working 13 hours today, and just because I was like, you know what, we owe it to people, you know, because we do have some faithful listeners. So yes. Yes. and I, I texted Dwayne and I said, I don't care what time I'm getting home, we're recording. <laughs> and so <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I just want to give a shout out to um, Jay and Trey, always. Always. Uh, TSC Sports Talk. Uh, also want to give a shout out to Ted the Hillbilly Hill and his Hill Truth podcast. Mm -hmm. Want to give a shout out to Jamie and John at True Crime True Crime Cast and Bless Their Hearts. Um, also want to give a shout out to our friend Randy. He's kind of going through, you know, a little bit of, um, you know, a little bit of something. You know, he he. Definitely wants us to kind of keep him in, you know, our thoughts and prayers right now. He's just going through kind of a rough patch. And so, gotcha. you know, great guy, super wrestling fan. Um, you know, if I, he actually, he guest hosted, you know, one of the shows. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, so, um, but yeah, if it wasn't for Randy, I, I don't know if I would have been able to catch the NWF, not as in depth as what I have. Right. You know, because he was one, he found it like wrestling. He's like, you wrestling fan huh and then next day we got to talking and he's like hey there's a show up in here you know this this company since you know once you go up all right cool and so we went and you know and we've been you know friends ever since you know yeah. we talk wrestling he's also a metalhead so i mean we all talk about <laughs> that and you know and of course he goes to our church and um we have sons that are the same age and right you know they're um they were talking about doing their own podcast <laughs> uh, <laughs> So yeah, my son, I mean, yeah, like I said, he's trying to take over the world. You know, we, we got a phone and we're worried about, you know, strangers. No, he's on there getting an elite status with Yelp. 
<laughs> and using it to plot things. It's like, and he's 11 doing this right. stuff. But, but anyway, um, anybody I missed shouting out? No, I think you got everybody. All right, cool. On that case, sorry, folks, slow week, but we still have fun. And keep watching wrestling. And WrestleMania is just over a week away. I mean, yep. the Hall of Fame induction is also just over a week away. Three people, two people who we know deserve, and the other one like what? And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they don't, and they don't have a Warrior Award. It should go to um, Shad. I yes, think. yes, it should. I absolutely, absolutely, Shad. Yep. Um, but you know they haven't even decided yet that yet. So I mean, it tells you how unorganized they are right now. This is their their Very. weekend every year. Yeah. No, but maybe we'll get a chance to give uh, a preview show next week. Yep. Uh, next week should not be as busy as this week. <laughs> so, but, but until then, God bless. God bless.